0: Right now that time, 816, you're listening to WGNS on this Wednesday morning, today the 10th of August. And joining us live in studio, Murfreesboro Mayor Shane McFarland. How are you this morning?
1: Good to be here, Scott.
0: It's nice out there today.
1: It is, man. But I just have to say, with Bart here, he plays cooler intro music. I mean, <laughs> it's almost like he plays walk-up music.
0: Yeah, you know, kind of like you're at a baseball game. That's exactly right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll try to work on that Okay. find I don't
1: know what you need to pick out a song or something. I know I do need that. So <laughs> my, my little one with uh their baseball team, they have walk up music for their Do they really? Yeah, for their you know, when they come to bat. So he's he's uh Broadway girls is his uh, his walk up music. <laughs> so there's all kinds of cool one cool that, ones.
0: That's pretty cool. Well there there's been a lot going on in the city of Murphy's bro. Um I I mean, gosh, business is up and
1: Yeah, we had elections last week. Yeah. Yeah, so, it,
0: it's been kind of crazy, I yeah, guess. Yeah, it has been. I was reading where housing permits, single-family housing permits, they increased a little bit. I think, what, 11% compared to last year or so. Um, but, but permits overall were down. Yeah. But it was because of, what, less swimming pools being built, stuff like that? Or? Well, I
1: mean, I think the main thing right now, there's just no there's no lot inventory or inventory. um pull permits i mean they're you know and and it's a we talk about affordability quite a bit but i mean it's a function of supply and demand when you know the supply is low and the demand is high prices are going to be expensive and so we just don't have a lot of supply inside the city of murfreesboro right now and i think that's why people are driving to cannon county bedford county coffee county to you know to find find product and homes to to live in
0: there are, and, and prices are going up in Bedford County and Cannon County and Coffee County too. I, I mean, they they've gone quite a you know, much higher than let's yeah. say five years ago. It, it, it's wild.
1: Yeah, and I was reading an article this morning about you know in the the inflationary numbers. I think there's a big number that's going to come out on Friday, but right now the you know the inflation rate is eight point seven percent, which is one of the highest that it's been, you know, in our lifetime. So there's there's uh there's you know, I think from the city, as we, we're going through our budgeting and looking at things, we're, we've we got some very cautious optimism as we're looking at things to determine, you know, what the, the economy is going to do.
0: I know interest rates are starting to go up. We saw them go up a little bit, then they went back down, and, and now they're probably going to go back up. But even when they do go up, I mean, you may be looking at a 6% home mortgage in the near future. But that's not that high. I mean, when yeah. you look back over the years, six percent's not really that high. That used uh, to be considered good.
1: Well, the Fed raised the um, the Fed rate seventy five basis points, three quarters percent um, last week, and so how that affects the the Treasury rate, which you know is our what our uh, mortgage mortgages are based off of. The problem is when you were used, it's like gas. You know, when you were used to paying. A dollar ninety or two dollars a gallon, and now you're paying three seventy-five or four dollars a gallon. You, you know it that hits you pretty hard. Like my Jeep, I've got a I've got a small Jeep, and I was filling my Jeep up for thirty-seven dollars to fill it up, and now when you're paying seventy dollars plus, I mean yeah. that's and, and you're it's for the same thing. So I think those are the issues when you talk about the mortgage rate. Like my mortgage rate. I refinanced in March of 2020, and my mortgage rates 2.45. <laughs> yeah,
0: which, I mean, if yeah. we look back five years ago, that was yeah. unheard of.
1: No, I agree. So, I mean, I think that's really that where it is. Like, you know, you're when you're used to paying a price for something. I, Ashley and I have this coffee creamer we use. <laughs> And it's it's coffee mate, and it's a hazelnut coffee creamer. Have it every single morning, and we were paying two dollars and seventy cents when I would go on Sundays and get the coffee creamer, and now it's five ninety nine. Yeah, and, and
0: it's so true with a lot of other items too at the grocery store. Yeah,
1: so I mean, those are the things where um, your inflation inflationary rate is higher than what your your growth on your your wage rate, and so I think that's where the issue is. Hopefully, the federal government can find a way to do something. Um, but but that's out of my pay grade on, uh, on the city of Murfreesboro.
0: Well, with the number of building permits for single family homes, uh, apartment units, townhomes, all of that up by about 11% this year when compared to last, do you think we're going to see that number start to go down? I mean, as we're talking about the interest rates going up, do you think they are going to start going down?
1: You know, I think it'll be a function of what um the financial institutions will allow when they see things it'll be a function of really what um the unemployment rate does I mean there's a lot of factors that go into that you're really not seeing a lot of apartments built in Murfreesboro um I mean besides the gateway area you're seeing some some apartments that that were approved in the gateway area but you really are not seeing a lot of apartments outside of that you know real dense area that that's approved um and then you're not seeing, at least for us right now, I think as a council, you're just not seeing a lot of subdivisions that are coming through uh, to be approved, you know. Either um, you're seeing some some townhomes that are coming through, and the main reason I think you're seeing townhomes is, you know, a townhome now is really affordable housing in Murfreesboro, and your townhomes are three hundred and fifty to four hundred thousand dollars for a for a townhome now. So. I think that's um that's really it's going to be interesting to see you know where that where that trend continues
0: so when you talk about a townhome being 300 plus thousand dollars you're talking about 1200 to 1300 square feet some two bedrooms some three bedrooms i would say the majority three bedrooms uh but you know that that's not a starter family anymore you know most families with young children they they can't afford that price
1: no i mean you're looking 2500 to 2,500 to 3,000 square feet single family house you're going to be in the low to mid 500s now and, and that's
0: a standalone house versus like a condo town yeah. home
1: you know i think there's a there's a cause and effect with that um when you have less less supply the demand's going to be higher with the price being higher but then also you know as a city we really have over the last 10 15 years um you know the council made the decision you know i don't think it's our responsibility to get in and sort of mess or monkey with the market. I mean that there's been time and time again that you can see when government gets gets involved with manipulating markets that that doesn't work well. But you know the council made the decision to up the design guidelines. You know we've we've upped open space requirements. We've upped materials that can be used on homes. Like you won't see a vinyl siding house built in Murfreesboro anymore. And so there are all these things that. You know we've we for example, when a development comes through, we we require you know road road work and infrastructure to be done on the developer's dime. And so I think that just makes things sort of more expensive. but you know I, I'm I think that's the right decision to make in making sure that that infrastructure is in place and that you know the products that are being built in Murfreesboro are quality products.
0: And at the same time when you talk about homes being more expensive, better materials being used, a nicer facade, you're also talking about well, if somebody's paying more for a house, chances are good they're going to take better care of that home, so it's going to look better in the future as well. So I mean that's a positive for the city.
1: Yeah, it it is. Um, you know, I think we learned Uh, this is before my time, but I think, you know, when you, when you build dense developments that if you're not, if you don't make sure that those are extremely quality developments, then over time, you know, those have, those have a tendency to not progress the way that you want to see them progress. And, you know, as that comes along, when, when a development starts to go down, you know, you see crime in those developments, you see uh, property maintenance issues in the in those developments, and so that's something that we've we've really been committed to making sure that, that doesn't happen.
0: We we've seen a lot of homes that used to be starter homes become rental properties.
1: Yeah, and that's a that's a, a tough thing for the for the city to regulate. Now, we've we've a lot of people will, you know, talk about the companies outside of uh, outside of the state coming in and buying these properties and there are two things that that can can preclude that from happening one whenever a development comes through we ask the question hey is this going to be a rental neighborhood and if they say no then we're like great please put that in your restrictions there's not anything legally or, or by ordinance that we can we can stop that you know if somebody comes through and says look we want to do rental homes in a subdivision along with single family homes there's not anything that that legally you can do to stop that but what you can do is you can ask the questions to the developer and say look uh, as they're coming through for approval we can ask the questions as a council and a planning commission is this going to be a rental home subdivision and when they say no, we don't intend that to happen, then we can say, well, that's great. Please put that in your HOA, in your restrictions that no rentals are allowed. The second thing is, you know, homeowners associations, um, typically, if they don't want rentals, homeowners associations can vote to put that in their restrictive covenants to make sure that if you are in the subdivision, no rentals are allowed. And that's the best way for that to be, to be um, stopped
0: when we talk about more homes being built more permits being issued for homes to be built and then also talking about new commercial businesses you were saying you know we're we're landlocked and we're somewhat out of property to some degree in Murfreesboro. does that mean that in the near future we could know further establish our city boundary to go further out into the county
1: you know the annexation laws changed about 10 years ago and what you typically will see now i can count on one hand the number of times that we've really gone out and said hey we're going way out to get a piece of property and i think we've done that a couple times and it was a mistake um you know i know one time we there's one development that we we the developer asked us to to uh, annex out way out on Bradyville Pike and you know I think the council as we went through several things in 2018 you know the further the, the city extends from its what I call the corporate city limits the more costly it is to provide services to those areas areas because you know if, if the city is not um, contiguous for example then in in a a fire truck a police truck a garbage truck you know they all have to drive and go further to pick things up and if there's not you know if you've got a development that's just out there by itself it just costs more and so i think what you're you're seeing is the city is really not interested in extending outside its its city limits unless it's contiguous with with what we already have
0: Again, with us this morning, we have Murfreesboro Mayor Shane McFarland in studio. If anybody has questions, they can text those to us at 615-893-1450. One of the big items that I know a lot of people were talking about and excited about in the beginning was Notes Live possibly building in Murfreesboro. And they're a fairly new organization where they were going to build a concert venue here. Uh, and I know originally that was, I guess, somewhat turned down by the council, and now it looks to be back. So what are we looking at with Notes Live on Medical Center Parkway? Is that something that
1: could still happen? Yeah, I mean, that's that's coming to the city council um, again today at our meeting to, to discuss. Uh, that meeting, I'm, I'm 99% sure will be televised. We, we have a day meeting once a month, which, you know, allows – it's a little – we, we meet so often that and that and what people don't see is not only do you have your council meetings, but you have board and commission meetings that every single council member sits on. So we meet a lot. Um, so we, we put a day meeting in about two years ago to be able to, one, have a little more flexibility during the week, and, and two, it allows us to be able to discuss things in a more informal way um, setting to be able to really talk about things um and make sure that we're talking those through so notes live failed well i don't want to say it failed it was a three to three vote um so it really didn't pass or fail um about three four weeks ago um and the timing on that was in, in my opinion not good just because it's you know that's a very big development and it's um, right before an election. So I mean that th- the timing was not great. But um, I think that in, I think the presentation could have been handled differently from a standpoint of we were just looking at a four or five page development agreement. And so that development agreement is just it's I, I put it in these terms. It's like a contract to possibly purchase a home, but you've got to go, in, when you when you sign that contract, you've got to go through about five steps to be able to purchase that home. You've got to go through your financing. You've got to go through a home inspection. You know, you've got to go through all of these things. So I don't think it got relayed very well to the council. Hey, this is just a step to be able to proceed to the next step the next step, which means that, you know, traffic studies and sound studies and environmental studies. So I, I think the staff looked at the questions that the council had made or had brought up and, and they were bringing that back for us to discuss. Um, so, you know, the site is on Medical Center Parkway. Um, and, and I think this is something that is, is valid to bring up. Um, this the question has been asked well you know why do they like that site and why would they not want to go out on the periphery and under this the business model that they're bringing forward it's not like the First Bank Amphitheater in Franklin this has a um, an indoor venue with a couple of restaurants that is dependent upon traffic I mean it's dependent upon people seeing that and saying hey i want to go in and see that not like hey i want to drive all the way to like the the first bank theater is out in the middle of nowhere yeah um
0: and and a lot of residential homes are right around that first bank theater see
1: this one there's no residential homes around it it's all in a commercial area so anyway the 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 traffic issue was what my number one um my number one concern was and and it, it was brought up to really be able to say um, if you think that we have 18 acres there and you were to put a 1,500 jobs there, right? You're looking at, on average, just say three trips a day is what they would say for car trips. So you're looking on average 4,500 additional cars per day on Medical Center Parkway, 355 days a year. Well, under the the amphitheater um, plan, they're only talking about 20 to 25 events from 6.30 to 10.30 at night, as opposed to a business that would be there that would have traffic from 7 to 8 in the morning and 5 to 6.30 in the afternoon. And they're only going to do that 25 times a year, so I, I think the thing that was valid looking at their their traffic study and what they brought up was it's actually less traffic than what could be there. Now I'm sure some people are like, hey, it's 18 acres. I don't, we don't want y'all to do anything on it. But it, that was never in the gateway uh, a um, a envision for us just to hold 18 acres. Now uh, this is my opinion, and I've made this pretty clear to staff, and I'm I'm, I'm just one vote. I don't think the city should be in the land selling business Um, you know I think we've that decision was made in the Gateway 30 years ago and that um, that was a very successful decision but you know it's hard for the government to pick and choose winners and losers and you get into giving land away selling land what are you selling it for what's the price you're selling for is that a fair price and so I think we really should leave that to the private sector as opposed to us us um us doing that.
0: And there's also going to be, from what I understand, some widening on Medical Center Parkway sometime in the near future, so that's going to what expand so we have yeah, more turning so, lanes or
1: Yeah, so you know, traffic from Broad Street to Medical Center Parkway or to Thompson Lane is not that, you know, it, that section is not that bad. Thompson Lane to 24 is a is a different situ, is a different story in my opinion. Um, there's 57. There's already 11,700 feet of three lane that has already been built on Medical Center Parkway from Thompson to 24. The city, the city, starting in January, I believe, is the date is going to do another 5,700 feet. The council still has to approve the funding, but there will be 5,700 feet from Thompson Lane back to 24 where the city will construct that extra third lane so that will take medical center Parkway from thompson to 24 three lanes on both sides phase two will be going back from thompson lane to um to broad street that's phase two and phase three and that would be also another third lane on each side uh, in front of the hospital around the hospital and then going all the way back to to Broad Street, so that
0: right there would increase the potential flow of traffic for Notes Live whenever they did have a concert. Assuming if you know that does happen,
1: yeah, but that you know I think it it yes it does. But what we've learned going through this process, it's not necessarily about just adding additional lanes. It's how that they handle the flow of their traffic when they have events. So what they call game day, yeah, you know game day events. Um, so that that's really Having a plan in place on how they handle that is is really the the substantial side because you know for their indoor concerts that they have you're really not talking anything more than like the people that would be at the fountains or the people that would be at the avenue it, that, that's not the issue it's the 20 plus events a year where they would have you know uh, the the concert that would be outdoors and I mean you got to think about this too Scott you're you're really talking about a, a five- or six-month time frame that you would be having those outdoor events because it's not like you're going to be having an event in December, you know, yeah. or November. I mean, you're really talking about, you know, maybe May through October that you would be doing uh, having those events.
0: Hey, somebody texted. They said the unique thing about the Gateway area, it's not like Maryland Farms. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. You know, and, and I guess now that w- when I see that, they didn't elaborate on it, but I'm, I'm sitting here thinking, well, you know, I remember when Maryland Farms in the Brentwood area was just bustling with traffic every day because there's so many offices over there. And then COVID hit, and there was a huge downturn in traffic. And now you go through there, some of those buildings are, are empty because yeah. so many work from home for companies. Yeah, and- that's
1: that's the tough thing right now. And, and, you know, people will say, well, why are you not recruiting big companies to Murfreesboro? And it's the... the I think we've changed, you know, and I think it'll come back. But, I mean, there's 400,000 square feet of property on the corner of DeJarnet and Memorial, where State Farm was, that's empty. And, you know, State Farm never came back from COVID. And I think you're seeing that now. I mean, like, I had a meeting, a solid waste meeting with a gentleman from TVA um, two, a couple of Tuesdays ago. And he hasn't been, TVA has been working remotely for, for two and a half almost three years now. And so it's a different environment than what it used to be i think that will you know change a great you know a great example is Casade, the the building that's out at, at medical center parkway they it's had it's brand new almost they had two floors and you know we voted um a couple of weeks ago to amend that development agreement another group is coming in to buy a floor of that building because Casade just said we we're not coming back i mean they, they've got enough for one floor <clears throat> So it's a it's just a different environment right now, and and it's I'm not saying we we will never give up on recruiting jobs to Murfreesboro. I think there's going to be a big announcement coming up in the next couple of weeks with a, a major uh, company that's that's announced that they're coming coming to Murfreesboro, um, and so that's something that we're all really excited about. But those are, are this business that's coming is not just an office. Job, their office jobs. Um, so at it, it, those types of positions are getting extremely hard to, to recruit.
0: And, you know, when you look at the Gateway area, the, the good thing about it compared to places like Maryland Farms is that it is a huge mix of medical, retail, restaurant space, and then also offices all intertwined. So
1: Yeah, I mean, the, the Gateway really transitioned into... I think you know, from Thompson Lane back to Broad Street, you've got some retail. You've got the Oaks. You have got the hospital. A lot of medical and office space. But really, from Thompson Lane back to 24, you know, it's predominantly residential and retail.
0: And we're going to see more residential out there.
1: Yeah, and that, and that. I don't think that's a. I don't think that's a bad thing. Um, I wish that if we could have gone back 25 years ago. You know these garden style apartments like what you see on for example memorial boulevard or out highway 99 it would have been great to not have those in those areas it would have been great to have your multifamily in a little more dense areas where the infrastructure is is there so people for example don't don't have to drive very far or they don't have to walk very far um, to get services you know now with those those types of developments I mean I I think Scott, I try to be transparent and say, look, I think there's things where the city's done really well and things that I wish we could go back and, and, and fix. I mean, for example, St. Andrews Drive, as you turn off of Old Fort Parkway and you have all that multifamily that was approved there, That I think that was a mistake, putting that many apartment complexes right there together. Um, but, you know, you learn from those, and you I think that's why the gateway, you see, it's really transitioned differently over it's been you know the ability to be nimble over the last 10 years or so to be able to to make some adjustments with it again
0: murphysboro mayor shane McFarland in studio with us we're going to take a quick break if you have a question all you have to do is text it to us 615-893-1450 time right now 842
1: We're located on East Main Street, exactly three miles from the town square, one mile past Rutherford Boulevard. Visit us online at BudstireProsTN.com.
0: Hi, this is Peter Demas with Demas's Family Restaurants. Do you know somebody who has moved far away and is missing eating at Demas's? Well, Demas's Family Restaurants now offers many of our sauces and some of our food, such as pot roast and soup, to be shipped all across the nation. It's very simple. You just go to DemasFamilyKitchen.com and you can send an order to anybody as a gift all across this nation. You can send an order to anybody. Go to DemasFamilyKitchen.com.
1: Hello, this is Amanda from Animal City, inviting your family to come do business with my family. And if you're looking for a bird companion in your future, come see us at Animal City. We have some of the best
0: hand-fed baby birds waiting to be your next pet. Whether your pet has scales,
1: feathers, or fur, Animal City is the place for them. When you come see us, make sure to check out our two full floors full of great pets and supplies to keep them happy and healthy. Animal City, 919 Northwest Broad Street in Murfreesboro. Listen live to WGNS Radio on our website, Analexa, or Google devices. Search
0: WGNS Radio for on-demand podcasts in iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Plus, we have direct links to podcasts at WGNSRadio.com. The Action Line on FM 101.9 and AM 14. Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. Right now that time, 844, Murfreesboro Mayor Shane McFarlane in studio with us this morning. You know, whenever that last census count was conducted, there were talks of the census count not being 100% accurate. And I know it can't be 100% accurate probably ever, but... Is there going to be another, like, a special census conducted for the city just to get a, a better count of the population?
1: I don't, I've not heard us doing that anytime soon. I mean, we did a special census. Gary Whitaker was in charge of it. That was probably two years ago, three years ago. And that is a huge undertaking to do to I would to imagine. Do that. So... You know, I think our our census came back at like 151,000. I think we think that number is actually a lot closer to 165 than it is 150. Um, But, you know, I mean, really where that number comes in is it's based on the federal dollars that you get is based upon your population. And so, um, I, I mean, I haven't heard that, but I don't think that would be out of the realm of possibilities at some point. Hey, of course, when the census was conducted, it was
0: right there during COVID, so yeah. it was just a hard time, I'd say, to do a census.
1: Yeah, and I mean, I think there's still the perception. I think people don't trust that process just because, you know, we've all gotten to where we're so private in, in this technological world that we don't like um giving a lot of our information <laughs> yeah, yeah so i think that that becomes tougher and tougher uh to be able to accomplish that
0: another thing that is uh, i guess on the agenda today talking about the uh airport extension lease and that is a lease for what murfreesboro aviation yeah
1: murfreesboro aviation is one of our great partners jim jim garner has been there for a long time um and so you know jim i think with mtsu announcing that they're leaving the airport and headed to shelbyville um you know we're working through the process right now of what to do with the mtsu buildings and how we work with mtsu on on the the negotiations on that and so you know Jim has been a long time long term partner and uh, Jim provides a service even for MTSU because a lot of the a lot of the people at, at MTSU will go through his program to get their their private uh, pilot license or their instrument rating or or their uh, multi I mean they they can do anything with with Jim's group so um, it, it'll be yeah it's just a long term lease that we have you know sort of it's um blocking and tackling almost that we have with him he's he's a he provides a really good service to the residents with mtsu investing in the near future so
0: much money into that shelbyville airport off at of 231 south do you think we're going to see a lot more growth going down south church street in the near future i mean there's already been a lot
1: already but yeah i mean i think you could um i think that the the main issue that that will stop some of the growth out there is just sewer access because really you you know once you get to the Tiger Hill area sewer stops there, and I don't I don't anticipate the city running you know sewer out to that area. So, but I you know I do think you see when you get out in the Christiana area there's there's been significant growth in that area, um, and then you know with Bedford County now I think you may, for example I think in their their plans on on uh, with Mer or with uh, mtsu at the airport um that you know that they, there there's some student housing and, and things like that that you may see come around that area as well
0: and with that airport being out there i mean they're going to take a lot of a lot of property out there which they just couldn't do at the murfreesboro airport because murfreesboro airport is landlocked
1: yeah i mean murfreesboro airport i want to say we're about 200 acres um shelbyville's triple that almost and You know i I spoke to a group at mtsu last tuesday or wednesday and there were several aerospace majors who were in that program in that group i spoke to and they asked about you know the process and i mean look we love mtsu we love partnering with mtsu sometimes we have different visions on what we can handle and you know i was out at the i flew yesterday and i was at the airport yesterday and and there were, we call them Mike Tango's because that's MT, that's what they stand for. And I mean, the airport was packed yesterday. Um, So, you know, it's just one of those things where there's only so much our airport can handle. I mean, you wouldn't believe this, but Murfreesboro Airport is the third busiest airport in the state behind Memphis, who has FedEx flying in and out of there all day and all night, BNA Nashville, and Murfreesboro. <laughs> so I mean that's, that tells you um, y- you know how much activity that the city of Murfreesboro Airport has and, and what I would argue and say this, and I, and I would I would take the data that we have and I would I would say this to anyone, that was not what the overall vision of the airport was to be that busy. Um, because it's surrounded by neighborhoods. And look, it's easy to say, hey, you move next to an airport, you should know that. Well, under the same premise, we could say, hey, you moved three miles from a landfill, you should know the landfill's going to smell. And so we just can't go by that. I mean, I think we have to be fair to everyone, and no one really was saying we want MTSU to to move what we were just saying is hey this is what our airport can handle and if you want to go beyond that um, that that uh, uh, beyond what the airport can handle well, then we can't accommodate that and that's really where, where we are
0: with commercial growth in the city of Murfreesboro I, I know you said there is a, an expectant announcement to be made over the next couple of weeks that could be good news I guess more jobs um, but are there any new companies who have said, you know, yeah, we're going to locate, we're going to build here in Murphy's Bros. They signed a contract, and it looks like it's moving forward that you can announce on.
1: I don't have anything right now that we could announce. I mean, there's, there's, you know, we've we've made several announcements over the last uh, year or so. But you know, Scott, I think so. That I get passionate about this because I think we focus so often on new things coming in murfreesboro you know we focus on um you know the splashy announcements of this company's route is locating here but you know we also have to remember you you know you guys have been here 70 plus years right
0: yeah over 75
1: yeah um you know we we can't forget about the small businesses that are in this community that continue to thrive and excel like you know nhc the National headquarters, corporate headquarters for NHC and NHI are based here. You know we have all of these companies. For example, the Barretts. We've got you know Venture Express that's here. We've got all of these companies who provide jobs in Murfreesboro that you know were were born and raised and started and you know they were they were founded in Murfreesboro. And so, and you've got so many of those companies that are expanding and and hiring and um, you know, I think it's our obligation to make sure that we support those businesses as well. And they don't get the flashy announcements, right? They don't get um, the publicity that that other big corporations get when they come in. So, you know, I, I mean, we don't have anything on the books right now, but you, you continually are seeing our small businesses in Murfreesboro expand.
0: Another text we have here And I know we only have a few minutes left It says, Murfreesboro Housing Authority Moved about 20 to 25 families Into their new apartments on Academy Street But there's no internet, no TV No landline phones Is there anything that can be done Or will be done about this And it says uh, This is something that needs to be looked into And I'm The new Murfreesboro Housing Authority area The uh, Academy Street Those apartments over there I, I didn't even realize they were already finished.
1: I'm gonna send an email to Murfreesboro Housing. Um, They—that's uh, you know a separate organization from the city of Murfreesboro. But I will find out and make sure that um, that I get an answer.
0: And with the whole housing, I know we started the show talking about how permits are up for uh, single-family homes and. Uh, townhomes, stuff like that. They're up by about 11%, I guess, compared to last year. Uh, there is an expectant decrease that will probably happen, like we were kind of talking about with interest rates kind of up and down. Uh, so once that decrease in new home construction starts, is that going to possibly make the prices of existing homes even higher?
1: You know, I don't know. I, I wish I had a crystal ball that you could tell, but, you know, our, our Four-year appraised value from the county assessor went up. On the, the average, was 47%. Now, you know our tax rate has to be lowered, so we can't make money on that 47%. Um, so we lowered our tax rate down. It's the lowest it's it's been in 30 years. We we're at 94 cents. So, y- 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 you know, it- it's sort of a double-edged sword because. If you're here in the city of Murfreesboro and your property is appreciating, I would argue that's better than it depreciating. De- I yeah. mean, you would rather see your property worth more now than when you bought it. The negative is it's the barrier to entry now is so much higher in the city than it was. I mean, my first house that I bought in the city of Murfreesboro, I paid $85,000 for that house. In, in uh, Ashley and I got married in 99. We just... On Sunday, celebrated our our 23rd anniversary. So, that's a big difference between now and and then. And you know, because I can tell you, making what I my first job, I was making fifteen thousand dollars a year. That was my my first job coming out of college. I couldn't have bought a house for that. Yeah. I mean, that was in '97, and you know, luckily by '99, between the the two of us, we could, you know, we scraped together to buy an eighty thousand dollar house. Um but I mean that that just that's a lot tougher right now, and so that's why I think we need to be committed to making sure that you know the quality of life here stays the way it is, but also that the jobs are here where you know people can afford to to live in our community.
0: As we close this morning, the Bottoms area has been one of those areas that has been talked about. Uh, different, yeah, you know, local residents have given their opinion on what they would like to see out there but we haven't really seen any changes yet to the Bottoms area. Is that something that's gonna happen soon?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think we're committed to that. The issue with that Bottoms area is, you know, activity breeds activity. And like what we were talking about, sort of off fair in the building we're sitting in now about what's being proposed along um, Church Street and Broad Street, you have to be able to get some activity for people to want to invest in that area and you know we've had some some investments um that have have come over there but we got to be able to get you know one i think you need to have some people living down here that where there is a captive market that can walk you know most most vibrant downtowns we were in philadelphia this past weekend and you walk everywhere and so i'm not saying that we should have a big city like philadelphia but what i am saying is you 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 have to have people in rooftops or within the area that will go down in 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 frequent places, and right now around the bottoms we just don't have that. Um, and so I think, you know, with the with the redevelopment of Broad Street, with the redevelopment of Town Creek, which has been a long time coming, and that's been a um, you know our, our team Sam Huddleston specifically has been working so hard on getting that project move forward. I think you finally will start seeing that that bottoms area redevelop and of course
0: one east college that is another development underway now and yep. that i don't know two more years in the making i'm not really yeah sure. i mean
1: they're going through their their building um codes process right now i think their the foundation permit was released and they're going through you know getting started on that but that's been you know think about that started in 2016 i think is when it started um and then you you fast forward that you know, that goes through the the process where I think that we sold the property in 2019. And then, you know, when we sold the property, it has to go through a year-long process of architecture and approvals. And then, you know, COVID hits. And COVID just completely decimated commercially anything. And then, you know, it it now comes back. So there's been a lot happen, man. You know, after... We talked about it, the elections last week, and I was I was thankful to to be able to get reelected. And I love I love my job, although a part time job, that's a full time job. I, I I love it, but man, there's been so much happen over the last eight years um, that you know I don't think anyone anticipated. So I'm hoping over the next four years it'll be a a little little smoother ride than it has been.
0: And from what I understand potentially two new hotels downtown murfreesboro in the near future yeah that's a, a, a big big thing right there alone
1: now i agree yeah i mean i think we've wanted and, and tried um numerous times to be able to get you know a boutique hotel down here for people to stay so we're excited about that
0: again murfreesboro mayor shane mcfarland on air with us and that is going to do it for this morning's show but uh shane thanks for joining
1: us no, anytime Look, see you next month
0: time right now eight fifty-nine. local news is next
1: all that's news. Your
0: afternoon local news, traffic, and weather update with Matt Lane. Weekday afternoons, 440 until all sports talk on News Radio WGNS.